Just Start Real Estate, episode number 136. All right, thank you for joining me here on Just Start Real Estate. I am super pumped that you are here with me today. It's very exciting, and I appreciate your time very much. Before we get started, I just want to make the last call for the month of May. If you're interested in being in my coaching program and being a student of mine, I have one spot available for May and that's it. So after this is over, the month of May is over and we are going to have to wait until the month of June for my coaching program. And honestly, uh, I'm not sure the month of June, I have a lot going on. I may actually suspend the program uh, for a month. I'm, I'm kind of kind of play that by ear. I'll let you know. I'll definitely make an announcement. But for right now, I have one more remaining spot for the month of May. If you want to get involved and you want to get in on that, go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash coach and everything you need to know to apply to my coaching program is right there for you. Like I said, there might be a few months that I take off here. Uh, I've got some vacations and some things going on that it's going to make it a little bit tough to work with students, but we're going to play it by ear and see if, uh, if it works out or not. But for now, the month of May has one more spot and if you want to get in, I suggest you do that now. Okay, let's dive into this episode. Okay, thank you for joining me today on another Quick Point episode. Today I want to talk about why I believe, firmly believe, that there is never a bad time to invest in real estate. And this will completely fly in the face of news media all around the world who will tell you that it is the worst time in the world. You know, prices are dropping, prices are raising, people are losing their houses and bankruptcies and, you know, foreclosures are at an all-time high. You know what? It's all good for real estate investors if if you're willing to be smart and adapt. So in this episode, I am going to discuss why I absolutely believe there's never a bad time to invest in real estate. There isn't, and that's my opinion, but I don't know. I think history will will show you that I'm I'm right. There's a lot of things that are said on the news and the general media about real estate, and you know, from one year to the next, they're just it's just doom and gloom. And I started investing in real estate at perhaps the worst time in history according to the media. And it was the best thing I ever did. And honestly, there's a part of me, not not for the general public, but if I just specifically am talking about my real estate investing business, I wish that it was always 2008, 2009. Because there were some opportunities that I took advantage of, but I was very new. I didn't know what I was doing. And a lot of it was like feeling my way in the dark. So I didn't, I didn't really do everything right. If I could go back knowing what I know now, Oh, I would tear it up. I would absolutely just, I would, it would be crazy. I would do so well um, because that was a great time for real estate investors, especially experienced real estate investors. So, like I said, I started in 2008. And, you know, if you remember anything about that economy or just real estate, you know, during that time, you'll remember 2008 was all about, you know, real estate invest uh, values dropping dramatically. During 2008, 2009, real estate values were at a 30-year low. It's amazing, 30-year low. So don't, don't get me wrong, there's ways you could have gotten burned between 2006 and 2008. No doubt about it, people did. But I started in 2008, right? So I didn't buy investment properties that just dropped in value, although some people did. I'm going to tell you why even that 
wasn't always like the end of the world depending on what was going on with your with your with your business so all the news talked about was just like i said how bad everything was and how much money everyone was losing and how it was the worst time in history to be a real estate professional and there was some truth to that right if you bought a house for top dollar in 2006 you know, by 2009, you probably were in a severe negative equity situation, right? And I, I kind of did this a little bit, not, not so bad, but I bought a personal residence in 2007. So I saw my house value drop. Now, 2007 wasn't the greatest year in the world. Things were starting to kind of come apart in the, in the, you know, the foundation was crumbling on the whole real estate world. So I actually got my house at a pretty good discount, but I still ended up losing money on it and going a little bit underwater for a while. So, you know, if the house that you bought in 2006, like I talked about for top dollar, was intended to be your family home and you plan on living in there for the next 20 or 30 years, there really wasn't a lot of impact. It's, it, it, I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't something you wanted, but it really didn't hurt you that bad at all. If you bought a cash flow property prior to 2008, let's say in 2006, and it was cash flowing well, and, and you were happy with that investment, and then the house value dropped, you probably were still okay since your cash flow was still just as good. Your cash flow really wasn't impacted so much. If anything, when people started losing their houses, they ended up having to rent because they couldn't get a home loan because they foreclosed or whatever the case may be or lost their job. So if you were uh, a rental, if you had rentals, if you were a landlord, you, probably your, your rental... Uh, um, what you could charge for rent went up because there was more demand, right? Supply and demand. It's basic economics. You had something that was in maybe short supply in your area. For sure, the demand went up, so it made what you had more valuable. So you know that's probably actually a good thing, honestly, if you had rentals. So if you're a flipper, right, and you bought your house, let's just say in 2007, right before things went totally, you know, horrible, and it took you a long time to rehab, and let's say you couldn't sell it until 2008, like worst case scenario, you probably were negatively impacted, all right? It's, that's like the worst like time to buy, the worst time to try to sell, like that was probably the worst of the worst, but even then, if you had decent margins and you were you know, planning on making twenty dollars or $30,000 in profit, you know, you might have broke even, you might have lost a few thousand dollars. Hopefully it wasn't that bad, but that was probably the worst case scenario and you probably did have a negative impact. But since it should only take four to six months to rehab a house, the amount of damage that you could sustain from dropping sale prices or dropping retail prices should be minimal, right? If we're doing this thing right, if we're, if we're getting in and out of houses like we're supposed to, the market really... It, I won't say it can't drop fast enough because that's like knock on wood kind of a thing. But, you know, how much are they going to go down in four months, right? I mean, they'll go down, but, you know, I don't think a house is going to go from being worth, you know, 100000 to 30000 in in a couple of months, right? I mean, for sure houses did that, but it took a year, you know, eight months to 15 months for, for those kind of numbers to drop. And that was dramatic. That was just mind-boggling very fast how things dropped. But, you know, if you're flipping a house and you only hold it for four to six months, <clears throat> it wouldn't have been great, but it, it certainly shouldn't have shouldn't have killed you. So having said all this, why am I telling you that there's never a bad time to invest in real estate? Because real estate 
is an industry that always has great potential for you to make money if you understand the trends, and more importantly, if you're willing to adapt to changing conditions. You have to be willing to adapt. I have never really gotten into doing short sales, but I know from talking to friends and colleagues in the industry, 2008 through 2010 was an excellent time to be doing short sales. It just wasn't something I was focused on. I was focused on flips and I was very, very dedicated to flips and trying to, you know, keep the blinders on a little bit so that I could, you know, really, really get successful doing flips. So I didn't get into short sales really, but you know, somewhere over the last few years, the short sale industry has slowed down considerably. And I'm not exactly sure when because I'm not a short sale guy, but I know that the trend changed. If you continue to try to run your business exclusively doing short sales, you're probably having a harder time now than you did three or four years ago, right? I mean, tell me if you're a short sale guy, weigh in on this, get into the, the show notes and, and let me know if that's the case. But I, I know guys who do short sales and I know people who made their business doing short sales, you know, back in 2008 through 2010, 11, and they've all told me the same thing. I don't do that many short sales anymore. Things have changed. It's not the same industry for short sales that it used to be. So I feel fairly confident making that that comment that over the last few years, it's slowed down or it's become a different market. So you know, if you're trying to just be stubborn and keep doing what you did in 2010, it's probably not going real well for you. I know as a flipper in 2008, 2009, 2010, I could just go onto the MLS and find houses all day long to invest in and, and get them and make money. Now, not so much. A lot of flippers that I talk to, including myself, are having a really difficult time finding houses on the MLS, especially with the spread that we're looking for. So things change. You have to adapt to those changes. And if you do that, you can be successful. So to put it in very simple terms, if real estate values are high, that's okay. You're going to make more when you sell the house than you are when values are low. Simple, right? Makes sense. So if you can afford to buy at a slightly higher price point because you know you'll be able to sell for top dollar, then that's a good thing. Consequently, when house values are low, then you're able to buy at a much lower price point. You should be anyway, right? So regardless of where the market is, there's always an opportunity to make money. If you understand the current conditions and you just change your business model accordingly or adjust your business model accordingly. I can tell you this with 100% certainty. No matter what the market conditions are in real estate, somebody's making money. That somebody can and it will be you if you pay attention and adjust as needed. Okay, that's all I have for today. Okay, guys, one last thing before we go. I would just like to ask, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're really getting something out of it, if you think it provides value, then please go to iTunes and give me a rating and review. It helps me out a ton. It helps me reach more people. It allows me to help more people, and that's really what I'm trying to do here is help people. I'm trying to answer questions and and provide as much value as I can. And the best way for me to reach more people and to really provide value is for you to go and give me a rating and review. iTunes puts a ton, a ton of weight on that, and I really would appreciate it. Until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start.